Ted asked me how exactly he was going to handle all of the emails coming in when he released his very first book. And that's one of the reasons today we're going to talk about myths about success in self-publishing. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com, where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. So it was about a year ago, and one of my viewers on YouTube, his name is Ted, and he came to me with a question I had never heard anyone tell, ask before, though I had seen a lot of people with the same expectations that Ted had. His question for me was, look, I'm coming out with my very first book, right? He had written it, he had formatted it, everything was ready, he was going to release it. He wanted to be able to release this book and then start work on his next book, which makes complete sense since that's something I also advise, which is if you've written one book, well, write your second book. If you've written your second book, well, then write your third book and optimize as you go. But the thing is, Ted had a problem I had never heard of before. His problem was once I release my first book, I'm going to be selling so many copies of this book and so many people are going to want to get in touch with me that my inbox is going to be overflowing on social media. I don't know how I'm going to respond to all the messages that are coming in from all of these readers who are buying my book. And so that is going to get in the way of my goal, which is to put out another book. And so he was coming to me with exactly this exact question. The thing was, he had seen the success of other people, the absolute top sellers. Sometimes they would literally just write a book, release it on the market, and it would explode. They would be seeing millions of sales or hundreds of thousands or whatever of their book as it hit the market. The problem was, is that what was at stake was that he would be using so much time responding based upon these thousands and thousands of readers and the people who are buying his book. How in the world was he going to have time in order to get his next book? And that would create a barrier. He wasn't even sure how he should release the first book because once it comes on the market, so many people would be buying it that it would slow things down. So the first thing was... He looked at these other books and he could see, well, maybe if I don't give them my email address, they won't be able to contact me better, right? And the second thing he looked at was that he looked at the quality of his book and realized his book was equally as good as the absolute bestsellers. There was really no difference whatsoever. The only difference was he hadn't actually released his very first book, but he saw what happened with a lot of these, you know, with media interviews and TV interviews and what about all of the papers and journals and all of these people wanting his signature and the emails that would be coming in. How in the world was Ted supposed to deal with all of this? And that's one of the reasons he got in contact with me. He had seen some of my videos where I was discussing issues like email lists and these other things. But of course, for him, he realized that when he came out with an email list, the list would be so full of people contacting him all the time, he wouldn't have time for anything else. But the thing I commented to him is that there are myths around this whole entire subject of self-publishing. And one of the key myths is the idea that if you publish it, your readers will come. That was a little reference from the from the 80s, right? If you build it, they will come, which was, uh, which film? I, I can't even remember. Let me know what, which film that was. It was the baseball film uh, where, you know, they, the ghosts were telling him if you build a stadium, they would come. And these great baseball players of all time came. And so in his mind, if I write the book, the readers will come. And this is a huge myth that so many new beginners, authors, first-time authors, 
discover very quickly. It is the fact that when you release your very first book onto the market, you will not see it explode unless certain things are in place. But those things you need to get in place are not obvious that first-time authors are simply not going to remember or be able to actually go about doing. So the problem and the myth is that you will make thousands and millions of sales and you will become the next major discovery. You know, nobody knew you and now you're just this huge, you know, being picked up by all these publishing houses and such, right? And what happens is you put when you put the book on the market, you suddenly see no sales at all. It's just pure crickets. And you're like, I don't know what happened. And there's a couple of reasons that I explained to Ted on this specific issue. One of the ones is his book, of course, would not be optimized. It would not be optimized to sell. The first category is the keywords would not be matching an audience or at least not optimized to hit that audience. Because when I asked him, well, how are the keywords looking for this particular book, the exact subgenre? And he's like, well, it sort of applies to everybody. I don't really have specific keywords. And so we already know we're going to have a problem if we're not aware of even the, the rules of keywords, that's already going to put us behind. Then the second thing is the book sales page is not optimized to sell. So I was talking with him specifically about this idea, which is how does your description look? Does it look really engaging and pulling the readers into your book? How about the reviews? How many reviews exactly do you have on this? Do you have a review team that's helping you build reviews for this thing? What about your author's bio? Is it built to sell? And the look inside, is your book formatted properly in order to go about getting the sales you're going to need? And the pricing, are you choosing a pricing model that is that is going well? And the categories that we're choosing among other things, a whole list of things. And the cover itself, is this a cover that is built to draw readers in? Do you even know what that means? And do you see the problem here is each of these categories in optimization for Ted was so impossible for him to know because after all, it's his very first book. And then on top of this, if this were not already difficult enough, who knows Ted? Maybe he's already got a big following. Oh, it turned out Ted did not have a big following. Well, at least maybe he understands how to run ads. No, he'd never run any ads before. So he didn't know how to do that. Well, at least on content marketing, he's putting a lot of content out there, right? In order to draw readers in. And the answer was, no, nobody, he wasn't really doing that either. This was his first book. He was using his time on this book because he knew that once it came out, then he would have this huge audience. And so the problem is nobody had a clue who he was. And so he was dealing with this myth, the myth of if I write a book, all of these readers will come out because the book is of such high quality that the quality of the book directly translates to the number of sales the second it hits the market. And this myth was is something that so many first-time authors have. And even the fake gurus, they're continually telling you, hey, if you just write it and follow my secret formula, you're going to make a million sales. And this is something I never, ever promise anyone. I promise you, I can tell you how to optimize a book, but I can't tell you whether the book is going to sell a million copies, though I have had had students who do, did quite well following these exact strategies. But the thing was, is that he faced a huge surprise. Ted took his book and finally released it onto the market. And when he hit released it onto the market, he didn't get a single email. Where were all of his readers? In fact, he did get a few purchases from people he already knew. And then it was a little bit of a trickle, but nothing spectacular. And these people were not even reaching out to contact him. I mean, he had his email address in the book. He did decide to do that, you know, even though all these people were going to be contacting him. And what about the TV shows and, and, the, and the papers and all of these things? He discovered like, well, this wasn't at all what he expected. And then the key was he realized that his real problem was not what he thought it was. He thought it was a problem of controlling all of the, now that he would be a celebrity, 
He thought that was going to be the problem, but in reality, it was the opposite problem, which is handling the fact that your book isn't going to sell itself. It isn't going to sell unless it's optimized and we're doing marketing on it and building a name for ourselves around the brand. And two, making sure we're choosing a niche and subgenres that specifically are targeting a profitable niche where there are a lot of readers buying books, but very few books on that specific niche. In particular, you may even sub-niche so that your name can be associated with the exact type of book that you're writing. And that's one of the reasons I told Ted to make sure he was at least going through my self-publishing secrets checklist, the very one you should just grab below in the description. This particular checklist is designed to break down the key steps necessary to not only get your book published, but to also get it selling. This has helped thousands of people who have gone through the process and also gets you in closer contact with me so that I'm able to tell you deals and we're able to work through and map out a little bit of your self-publishing journey, just like I did for Ted. So go ahead and check that out below in the description. Thanks.